solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Bum, 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 bum. Welcome to another episode. I'm Molly. And I'm Alex. And this is Potter Watch Radio Hour. Radio Hour. Potter Watch Radio. Radio Hour. We are continuing with our Killers albums with Sam's Town. With Battleborn. I'm sorry. Are we having a Casey Musgraves incident? I'm kidding. I'm just, I'm just, just doing a little jokey. A little jokey. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the Killer's second album. I don't love this album as much as Hot Fuss or Battleborn, but I do think it was fun to do it with Harry Potter. And I do love a lot of songs on here, but I I just wanted to admit that up front that when that earlier I was like, we have to do Sam's Town. I want to do Sam's Town. And I was really pushing for it. And I'm glad that we did it. But I do think Hot Fuss was a better album to do. Hot Fuss has just so many classics on it, but I think Sam's Town, well, actually I do think I heard Hot Fuss first, but when you were young is like, the iconic of our like age I feel like and it was one of the first music videos I ever saw was Mm -hmm. when you were young I I have strong imagery of the music video like I don't think I get it but like I just remember it (laughs) (laughs) um um I also you know the devil's water sorry yeah I also think this one it like tells a it's like a mute this one is like almost already a musical like this album feels like it tells a complete story I don't know what story that is but when I listen to this album it feels like American Idiot where it's like somebody could like write a musical using yeah these songs like they could all be connected in one narrative I forgot there there was a Green Day uh musical until you just said that I don't think it's a good musical like for stage but I do like the arrangement of the songs (laughs) like I like the Broadway singers and singing them and I like the way they have arranged the songs it's like a fun album to listen to I mean at that point like that's what the musical is for is for the music (laughs) right that kind um well so like off the off the top I have renamed the album Weasley's Town because all of my songs connect to one of the Weasleys. <gasps> That's such a fun theme. Some of them are like, I was trying hard to get it to work that I had committed myself by like song three, like early. I was like early on, I was like, I'm doing all of the Weasleys. <laughs> my first song is a Weasley song. And so. I just want to preface you, there is a three-parter, and it's it's honestly devastating. Oh, no! <laughs> so, um, I just needed to just lay the groundwork there. That Don't prep me for sad. I want to be prepped for happy Weasleys. There's one really sad Weasley, and you have one guess on who that is. No! <laughs> no! No! <laughs> <laughs> You know, I hate to say it. Oh, God. This is going to be, like, rough. Rough. 
it's genuinely really rough. Okay, I did not do the interlude or exterlude or whatever. Oh, I did them, but that's okay. They're like 10 seconds. I know. Well, I thought we had to do them all, so I just did them. Okay. Well, then you start us off, or did you have an over? Oh, Sam's? Sam's Town comes before the interlude for me. Oh, yeah, I just didn't write it in, so I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, it goes Sam's Town, interlude, and then the last song is the exit lude. Okay. Um, well, did you have any overall thoughts on the album before we start? I think I said my overall thoughts. Oh, that I just, I guess I meant like. Yeah, I don't have any, like, I don't have a theme. Or really. do you have like a character for the album as a whole? No. Okay. Like, I actually, like, my characters are pretty spread out, except for one. I think it is actually Weasley heavy. Um, but I, I think, yeah. I've renamed some songs, and I rewrote all of When You Were Young. So you're just going to have to go on that journey with me, like I'm reading you an audiobook aloud, because that is how it goes. All right, well, should we get started then? Yeah, start us off, Mom, with Samstown. Samstown is George's town. George is dealing um, with the weight of Fred's death, which, as I said, is going to come up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I need to take a minute. I wasn't ready because I was like, who is Georgia? George Weasley? Because you said Georgia's town, and for some reason, it sounded like Georgia's town. And I was like, who the hell is Georgia? Anyway, so sorry. George, George's town. George's town? I'm serious now. Devastating. Devastating. It's like Fred's town. He says, um... I've never really known anyone to die before red, white, and blue upon a birthday cake. My brother, he was born on the 4th of July. Oh. That really got to me when I was listening. Um, and he's just like, I think he's like spiraling and he's yeah. kind of almost manic. Like he's just mm-hmm. like, I don't really feel joy anymore, but I like, no one's like really gets me like is kind of the vibe and it's kind of like a little um manic yeah. like um and so he's just like I kind of if this was a musical I kind of see him just like running around on stage like head in hands like yeah just devolving kind of as a person yeah so Oof. horrible is this our three-parter mall Yes, Alex. Good Lord, Molly. This is the three-parter. So. No, I mean, that's spot on, especially with the brother and everything. Um, oh, and he's kind of looking for love is the other thing. Like, whether that's, like, from a brother or from yeah. somebody else, because he's, like, I just like want some, I forget what the line is. Um, as long as someone takes me home every now and then, it's like, 
I just still need someone to like take care of me basically which Angelina would she would take care of him anyway um this is um Sam Samstown for me was about Ron when he comes back um so it's actually like a little more hopeful Uh and it's like about him explaining himself so he's like trying to explain where his state of mind was at that time he was like like I know I don't my the sentimental heart is starting to get to me like I didn't realize what it would be like to be away from my family and away from that comfort and um and it was getting to me and I'm sorry, but like, I know what it's like now to be away from you guys. And I don't like that. And, um, um, but he's like, I've got energy beneath my feet now. Um, and he, there's that one line that talks about like light, like I see light. And that brought me back. And I was like, the Hermione light, like, brought him back. Um, uh, He, like, took the shuttle, shuttle, like, he followed the light. Um, And then... um, And then, obviously, like, they're, um, they're, like, seeing death every day. And he's just like, I'm not... I just wasn't used to that. Um, Yeah. Um, and then there's my, uh, my favorite part is I said, um, uh, the part where he's like, I know what's on your mind. Okay. And then like, he's like, that's him speaking for like Hermione and Harry. Like, why did you waste my time? Like, what are you going to do differently this time? But he's like, and this is what I'm trying to tell you. This is why I'm different this time. So. Love it. Love it. Um, yeah, so then it goes into the the interlude. Yes. So I didn't really know what to do with these. Uh, <laughs> uh, Molly just didn't do them. I, I took it upon myself to do them. So the interlude has two for me, one that connects with the exitude. But the first interlude that I thought of was like this really eerie because it's sort of melancholy. And as an opening, if you listen to the sound of it, um, it's like, we hope you enjoy your stay. <laughs> like it's nice, but yeah, it's like our story. Yeah, it's very creepy. So, so I said that it's like the um the Dementors like welcoming you into Azkaban. Ooh. It's like, you're here for a day. Um, we appreciate your stay. Um, uh, we um outside the sun is shining it seems like heaven ain't far away it's good to have you with us even if it's just for a day and I think they're like really good actually it was like but I think and this gets a little dark but I think they're even if it's just for a day is like can you even survive a day yeah no that's really good and I just love the like whole imagery of like the sun is shining. But then my <laughs> my songs are like 
hope like the rest of my reads of these songs are slightly hopeful so then it felt like the exitude couldn't like go back to ask <laughs> so so I went a different place with with the exitude nice that's I'm just impressed that you got so much from like such a little part Oh, it was just so creepy. I was like, what is this creepy? Oh, the Dementors. And it really reminded me of Hagrid's because it's such a such such. And uh, so that's that's why I was like, ooh, creepy. Um, all right, so we get to the the hit when you were young. Um such a classic. The classic. Like, I feel like when you think of the killers, you think of Mr. Brightside or when you were young. Yeah. Or somebody told me. Um, so I said that this is like from Jenny's perspective, like about herself. And she's thinking Ooh. about Harry. Um, and she's like, this is probably like for a sixth book, I guess for her fifth year. Um, Jenny like kind of lamenting like how she dealt with like Tom Riddle and stuff and was like and even then had a crush on Harry but she's like it's kind of like not in the way I expected so it's like yeah um, he doesn't look a thing like Jesus it's like he he was literally like a uh, like on a pedestal to me before like right I thought of him as this like deity but now like I'm seeing him like a real person yeah Yeah, and um like he is like saving you from your old ways but like again kind of like not in the way you expected and like he does talk like a gentleman but he doesn't you know he doesn't look the same way that you thought about him but right like treats him well treats her well and stuff like that um and then uh yeah I think that's pretty much like, no, that makes a lot of sense. Like, so you play forgiveness like her, like forgiving herself for like oh, the stuff that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's that one was like sweet. Not like my yeah, favorite. I like that one, and I like that it's like a reflection, but it's a reflection on how much she's grown, and not like a reflection of like I miss when we were young, you know. Which is, I feel like it like turns the the song on its head or whatever. Yeah, I mean, she's, like, thinking about her when she was, like, literally a child. And now yeah. She's like, getting what she wanted, but in a different way. All right. So, for my When You Were Young, I hinted at this before, but I rewrote the, I didn't rewrite the whole song. Like, a lot of the lyrics are the same, but I, it's, um, it's a, it's an ensemble number, if you will. And it's not a musical as much as it is like a music video okay but it's like or I guess it's like a musical but it's a filmed musical if that makes sense it's a movie (laughs) yeah like a movie musical but it's like a scene of it okay so So, back to a music video (laughs) so so (laughs) we open up and we're at an order meeting Um, And the kids, it's not like, because it's very similar to the scene we see in the book with, um, with like all of them at the table and the kids are overhearing, but this is just like another day at Grimmauld's in an order meeting. And that fight has already happened, but here we are on this 
another day having the same fight. Okay. All right. So I am going to say who's speaking and then do the part that they are doing of the song. Okay. All right. Here we go. (laughs) It starts out with our friend Snape yelling at Sirius. You sit there with your heartache, waiting on some beautiful boy to save you from your old ways. Lupin, Snape. I've added that. That's just a little line Lupin says, like a seriously stern Snape. And then Snape says to Lupin, you play forgiveness. Watch it now. Here it comes. He doesn't look a thing like Jesus. He's talking about Harry. But he talks like a gentleman, like you imagined when James was young. Oh, real quick question. The first Mm -hmm. line towards Sirius, who is Snape referring to as like saving Oh, he's talking about, he's talking, so Sirius has just said something about, like, we need to tell Harry, we need to talk to Harry about this stuff, and then Snape is like, you sit there, like, you want Harry to fix everything that's wrong with you, and that's not what we're talking about. Okay, great. So it's kind of about Harry. It's all about, yeah, it's all about Harry, really, but it's mostly about, it's mostly about Sirius, but it's Sirius's perspective on Harry is the theme of the song. And so, yeah, so uh, so Snape, like, yells at Lupin for always standing up for him. Like, you play, like, forgiveness. Like, you play that our relationship is fixed because you make me these potions. But, like, watch it. Now here you go defending him again, basically. And he's like, Harry doesn't look a thing like Jesus, but he talks like a gentleman, like you imagined when James was young. Like, the same way you thought James was a good person, you think Harry's a good person. And then Arthur comes in trying to be a peacemaker. Um, can we climb this mountain? I don't know. Higher now than ever before. He's like, let's get it back about the war. Like, this is a really difficult time. And I know we can make it if we take it slow. And then Molly's uh, Molly, like, chimes in, like, stressed, like, let's take it easy. Uh, let's take it easy. Easy now. The kids can't know because, like, they're upstairs trying to listen. And then Lupin is frustrated with Molly, and he's like, we're burning down the highway skyline on the back of a hurricane that started turning when we were young. Like, like this oh is God, a war... like this is a war about that happened when we were kids like sorry molly but like this like i you didn't lose the people that i did is basically what lupin is saying and then him and sirius together sing the second repeated when we were young and then sirius kind of like the song kind of takes a shift there and so does Sirius because watching like Lupin and Molly argue at the same dinner table that his parents argued at like sort of like brings him into a PTSD like flashback and he sings that like quiet part of the song that it's like and sometimes you close the your eyes and see the place where you used to live mm-hmm. when you were young oh my gosh and so then the it kind thank you I was like <laughs> I'm like I will not be able to listen. This is one of those songs that's going to, like, change how it's going to, yeah. I mean, I was, like, like, I I was just so, like, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, I can see it. I can see it. But I think it's because the original music video, like, sticks with me so clearly. And this is nothing like the original music video. But I think I just saw it so cinematically because it, like, just is cinematic in my head. Killer's storytelling like we talked yeah. about last episode they just have a way of singing with like your your hearing and watching the story but i'm i'm with you every step okay so then we 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 time jump so the music does a thing where it like 
they have like an interlude kind of and then um and then so we're later and Sirius is like feeling his feelings he's in his little attic with Buckbeak and then Lupin comes up and uh, um and he says they say the devil water it ain't so sweet you don't have to drink right now but you can dip your feet every once in a little while and he like shakes the fire whiskey and then it's like a music break and this is a long music break guys so they are I said um they drink and dance and kiss and smile um and it's interspersed with like flashbacks of like not just them as kids but like all of the marauders yeah and so then um we cut to um serious like walking down the stairs and as he's passing um Ron and Harry's room he sees Ron Harry and Hermione like planning and laughing and like getting ready and like for school and things like that and I say in my notes <laughs> it's directed in a way that reminds us <laughs> of those flashbacks we just saw of the Marauders. You have to say that I got it. And then Sirius leans against the doorway and then Sirius sings like as a reflection of himself you sit there in your heartache waiting on some beautiful boy to save you from your own ways and then he says and then Lupin comes downstairs and Sirius says I'll play forgiveness like I'll take the higher road with Snape and then Lupin says watch it now has lightning struck because Lupin (laughs) doesn't buy it and then Sirius says about Harry to Lupin he doesn't look a thing like Jesus but he talks like a gentleman like James imagined when he was young and then Lupin repeats the talks like a gentleman like he imagined and then Sirius says when he was young I said he doesn't look a thing like Jesus he doesn't look a thing like Jesus but more than he'll ever know oh my god that is heartbreaking and I love it I do have goosebumps like twice now I now this is like my favorite killer song because <laughs> I just love I think I just love the Marauders so much. They make me want to cry. <laughs> I'm so inspired by them right now. Like, so when we were like, we should plan for the next, <laughs> I was like, I'm in the mood now because of this song. Me too. Jesus Christ. Um, so I think, you know, we should take from the, um, <laughs> the, the early 2000s. And when we were young, when you were young, should be the theme song for our Marauders TV show. Oh my gosh, yes, the credit song. Yeah, it should be when you were young. You are 1000% correct. I think we'll get the money to get the rights for it. Oh, of course, of course. My cousin does know the killers for real, actually. Whoa, Barry the lead, what? <laughs> He's met them multiple times. Does he work with them? Like, in what context? My cousin does stuff with music, like, mm-hmm. and he is very cool and knows the killers. And I'm like, okay, but can I meet them? Yeah, like, right. what's up, Cuzzo? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. Just a little side note, shout out to Robert. <laughs> yeah, I so in my notes, like on my paper, because I did that one, like, on my computer, after when you were young, it says on the computer, and then in another little dash it says why am I crying (laughs) (laughs) we know we know why just a little just a little note to myself (laughs) well I think the next song 
will bring us out of tears. It's called <laughs> Bling, parentheses, Confessions of a King. Which when I saw that title, I was like, I don't know what this song is. And then I was like, oh, wait, I do know this song. Yeah, I feel like that name is fine. I don't know if it really, um, if it works for the song, but sure. Because like when I saw the title, I was like, oh, great. This can be a Weasley is our king song. Because, you know, I'm, I'm already locked in on the Weasley yeah. at this point. But I did have to come back to this one personally because I was... <laughs> I was stretching and what I have landed on is, and I was holding on to this character because I was like, I have a blank slate here so I can just make up any story for him. Yeah. That is Charlie Weasley. God bless. Tell me about Charlie. So um, it's him escaping like the stress of his family and like mm. going to fly on dragons is like the, thesis of the story so he's like um like the dragon is like offering him survival like it's been hard like living in that house like this is kind of him in his like youth like I think he just feels like a burden Mm -hmm. of responsibility with like all the younger siblings and stuff like that nothing like super serious but um serious just with one eye Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um so it's just like him wanting to basically like get out of like his parents like thumb and the responsibility of being like one of the older siblings and I do feel like in a certain way he and Bill did kind of not shirk it but they wanted to kind of get out from like the poverty and like that that house not necessarily in a bad way but um and so like it's like also him like outside like the sun is beating down on my neck I ran with the devil that's kind of like the the, the dragons the dragons yeah 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 the fire thrown on the water elements decide my fate like watch it go like he's just like riding high no, I feel like I feel that that's definitely very Charlie um <clears throat> um and yeah he's just like um if you're not nervous anymore it's not so bad it's not so bad like I'm not scared of this like it's great honestly um and he's just like yeah I just really picture him on this dragon like I feel my vision slipping in and out of focus but I keep that horizon I'm pushing on now that I've got the blowing wind against my face um yeah so he's just like I'm surviving and I love dragons he said, I'm not surviving, I'm thriving. <laughs> higher and higher. Yes. Oh. And you know, maybe he's like coming to terms with his sexuality while he's there. I don't know. You know, I don't want to put too much more. He is. We know he is. <laughs> you know. Um, yours is way more hopeful than mine. But- <laughs> But I love it. He's definitely avoiding something, though, you know? Yeah. Um, mine is, I've renamed it Bling Confession of a Prince. <gasps> that gives you a hint. I know a prince. Speaking of. Half-blood? Yeah, Confessions of a Half-blood Prince, you might say. <laughs> um, so I basically said, Um, This is like Snape's reflection and he's going through like his memories of, of like when, when he was first approached 
um, by both Voldemort and first approached by, and when he approaches Dumbledore. Um, and so these like lines and quotes are like Dumbledore, like teasing him, like the way that he like, not teasing him, but like goading him. Like when Snape like comes crawling back to him for help, he's like, oh, you say it's hard to survive. You say it's hard enough to live. Like how many people have died because of you? Um, uh, how do you know that, um, uh, how do you know that you're right? Like I woke up on the roadside in a land of the free ride. Like I can't, uh, I can't pull it any longer. The sun is beating down my neck. So I ran with the devil. Like he was like, I didn't really have anybody else. So I, so I chose Voldemort and I, um, and I let, like, I let that choice decide, um, my fate, um, and stuff like that. And then Dumbledore's like, well, I am offering you survival, but you say it's hard enough to live. So like now, are you ready to listen to me? Are you ready to do like what it takes? And then so Snape in the rest of the song then is talking about like him pushing harder and harder, like him trying um, to like do right by Lily. And then on the, and then there's that last line, um, the um, you'll remember me. And so, like, it's, like, a reflection because it's, like, as he's, like, the higher and higher as, like, his last fight, like, when he's dying. Like and he says... And like when, kind of deeper and deeper into it, almost. Yeah, and when it shines like gold, um, Lily, you'll remember me. Aww. We're gonna take it down to the wire. There was a part in the song, I can't, I don't feel like like finding it now, but there is a part where it feels like someone's like guiding him through that last hard like push. And to me, that felt like Dumbledore returning again, like from the afterlife to help like, you know, like you did what you said that you would do. Like it's time you can let go. Or give even Harry, Harry. Give Harry those memories. Could even like, be hairy in that last moment. Yeah, very true. Um, speaking of, just like a quick side note, um, if you haven't read um, the diary entries from Alan Rickman that were just released, um, you should. Uh, a little warning, he is very disenchanted with the filmmaking process of Harry Potter. Yeah, and like David Yates in particular, it sounded like... Yeah, but he has a lot of respect for the character of Snape and his journey. And he loves a lot of the cast and, but just overall, he's just like an excellent bitchy, uh, witty human being with a lot of heart and like good humanness. And it's a delight to read his words and an honor. And if you're a Harry Potter fan, you certainly should. Um, but that it just um, there's a part in them. I'll spoil one where he's speaking about reading the last book and how he's so excited that um, uh, that he gets a hero's death and that Harry names his son after him, which I know is met with contention. Right. But um, I think for him, because he felt like the filmmaking process, like nobody was speaking about like what this scene means and like the metaphors and stuff that you find in the books. And he, and he was 
he had constructed such a amazing arc with Snape, which I think is what we call the Alan Rickman of it all. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> About the movies. When you read his words, you understand how that happened. Like he created Snape. And in fact, one of his quotes is, this is your story. So like talking, like boosting himself like up to go back over it. Yeah. Um, before um, going back into a... Um, a new uh, film shooting or whatever, but I, um, but so it just like, it really warmed my heart to see him so excited that um, he felt like all of his hard work was worth it because Snape like gets a hero's death. And that was like yeah. really sweet for me. And as a, uh, a reformed Snape sympathizer it, it was tempting to slip back into my old ways <laughs> you play forgiveness watch it <laughs> here he comes <laughs> he doesn't look a thing like Jesus <laughs> and he doesn't talk like a gentleman he's Alan Rickman so you love him <laughs> oh yeah I have to like actually go and read like more of it, but I was just getting snippets. Remember, yeah, I, I love like kind of uncomfortable with the idea of it like being out there. I was like, this seems like very personal, but it sounded like he intended to like have them published. And I feel like they waited a really long time to publish them. So it doesn't, for me, that feels like respect to him. Like they really like, thought about it yeah you know I love how bitchy he is though that is easily my favorite part when he throws shade on people and no one is no one's left unscathed he will subtweet every single person he's ever met except his wife who he adores without question (laughs) anyway sorry for reasons unknown do you want to go first um, sure. This one, I don't have any like wildly amazing, but this, well, actually you should go first. Cause my next two songs are linked. Okay. Um, so for reasons unknown, um, I have this as Ron in book six. Like this is kind of him growing like more confident in himself. Like he's re-owned, you know, Weasley as our king. He also just like almost died. And so he's like feeling a little bit um, something, something about that. (laughs) Um, And so he's like, um, with one big breath and one big step, I move a little bit closer. I move a little bit closer for reasons unknown. So I think it's a little bit about him like getting like closer to like what he wants to be and Mm -hmm. who he wants. Um, And he's like, you know, been dating, he, like, gets to date, like, Like, it changes, like, I think who he is, like, and, and then after he almost dies, it's, like, my lips, they don't kiss, they don't kiss the way they used to, my, and my eyes, they don't see you no more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It changes his perspective on things, especially, like, with Lavender. Someone Um, else, someone's perspective on someone else. And with Herm, um and um yeah so I think it's it's mostly like post him um coming back from the brink and but it it has to be like because he also is more confident now because of like getting to date lavender and stuff 
Yeah. Uh, when he's like, you know, who knows the reason why? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's a little too serious for Ron. Like No, I like it. I like it for Ron. It works. So that's my uh You're for reasons unknown. Yeah. So my next two songs are linked. So uh this first one, and it's gonna be a little sad, guys. I'm sorry. I'm breaking up Harry and Jenny again. I'm sorry, it's a breakup I love song. To do this. I know, but it's not for who you think. It's Jenny singing. And Harry's the one left brokenhearted. Okay. So Jenny is like looking at Harry and they're, let's not have them be married. They're just, they've been dating for a while. (laughs) It's post-war. And she's like, it's, they've been together for months, like after, you know, he's been back and she's like, for reasons unknown, it's not like it was before. Like I I'm trying, but like our kisses aren't the same. Nothing feels the same. It doesn't feel like it's working and I'm trying my best and I'm trying. And I like, this is like, you're the golden boy. I think that is a line or something like that. It's, you know, like you're the boy hero or you're this golden boy. I can't remember what the line is here. Let me find it. Oh wait, never mind. That's in the that's in the following. That's in the following song. Cause they're they're linked. My bad. My bad. Sorry guys. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so it, this is just basically Jenny being like, I want to be with you, but I can't. It's not the same. Yeah. No, I I I feel like you could make this argument for a lot of couples. Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, specifically Jenny, but it is specifically Jenny because the next song, Read My Mind, Harry, um, the reason is no longer unknown. Ah. So in Read My Mind, it's Jenny showing up at Luna's little farmhouse, wherever she's living. Her Sim's farmhouse. Her Sim farmhouse. (laughs) Um, and she's like, uh, she basically like shows up at Luna's door and is basically like, can you read my mind? <laughs> like, because oh, I, I, I feel like they haven't talked because so in this, in this reality, in this version of events in six year, uh, Luna and Jenny like fought together and like, um, and in the song, it says, like, there have been past, like, secret kisses and things like that. And so Jenny's, like, and Luna hasn't been talking to her because she went back to Harry. And then so Jenny is showing up at the house, like, can you read my mind? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I figured it out. And it's all of this, like, lovey-dovey, mushy stuff about, like, I made the wrong choice. And I'm sorry. It's very Betty. <laughs> um, um, but this song, Read My Mind, is so like metaphorical and flowery. And there's there's a lot of like symbolism you being used, and it just feels a little zany, like Luna. Um, and then I rewrote one lyric when it's that says, when everyone else ran away. Oh no, that's for my next song. Never mind. <laughs> uh, and then I just said, I love that there's um, 
there's the metaphors and it's referencing lost love and that felt very sapphic and Ginny and Luna to me so and I just like the idea of Ginny going up to Luna and saying read my mind because that also feels very like Luna like psychic and you know I don't know it all just felt very flowery to me so so those were the reasons unknown it was not unknown it was for the reasons of loving Luna if only you had read my mind um yeah I I kind of took it I think a little bit differently more like um my so mine is incidentally kind of connected to for reasons unknown too because it's also Ron talking to Hermione but like basically when he comes back it's like I can't even articulate what I want to say to you like I wish you could just read my mind and like know like how I feel like that's kind of more where um I was coming from and like <clears throat> like she's saying like you say you want to move on and you say I'm and then he's like you say I'm falling behind like can you read my mind he's like saying like can you just can you just understand like what I'm trying to say and right. like I'm trying to like break out of like you know my home like this two-star town like yeah I'm a little fight I'm gonna turn this thing around like just watch like I'm gonna show you like Right. what I want you to see in me kind of um, see, both the Weasley both the Weasleys just getting their getting their lost loves can't really <laughs> communicate that well you know <laughs> um yeah I mean like some of the lyrics are not really like what I would put but like I think the sentiment is basically yeah like, can't articulate want you to understand me um, I was just trying to see if there was any other lines that jumped out to me. I mean, the because uh, I don't shine if you don't shine is like yeah. I think just a very sweet line, and it's that like I didn't do well without you. Like I right, like I'm not as good without you. Yeah, like and I found that very out. sweet, and I think Ron certainly that that is 100 true of Ron. But then you get the light with Ron. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I love that. He says, oh, he does say, like, slipping in my faith until I fall. Um, oh. Never return that call. Woman, open up the door. Don't let it sing. I want to breathe <laughs> by there again. Like, I, I want to be back in the game. Yeah. Slash with you. Um, yeah. I love that. They both were kind of connected for us, those two songs. The killers know what they're doing. Okay, Uncle Johnny. This is also like a very memorable song for me. It's not like my favorite. Oh, interesting. It's just like a song that I like, I I like, I always like kind of, per- not like perked up, but like it kind of always jumped out to me when I would listen to this album, I think. Okay. I don't know why. <laughs> um. I think because it's also like very much a story being told. In yeah. Song. Like, so I think I was just like, yikes, Uncle Johnny is not okay. Uncle Johnny is doing bad. You know who else isn't doing okay? Do you know who's doing very bad? No, not Uncle George. No, Molly, stop. Okay, so remember how, like, the first song was, like, a little manic? 
it's getting worse it's getting depressive oh no um so this is part two of george like not being able to deal um like he's like i want to go out i want to like take away this pain that i'm feeling um like i just like don't have like it in me kind of anymore like my appetite ain't got no heart i um shocking people like I'm just like not I I am shocking people because I'm not like fun anymore like yeah um I just like I gotta get out of here I gotta go out um that it's like convinced him to take away the pain um and um I think Johnny's kind of a metaphor for himself um I think he's a little bit singing this to himself um well I I um I I picked up on Brandon Flowers doing that as well. Mine is about someone singing about someone else, but they're also talking about themselves. Yeah. So I would say George is struggling at this moment. And um, I would say so. Yeah. So would you like to go next? No. Why would I want to follow that? So I don't know why we always do this. <laughs> But for me, I guess when we do these, I associate addiction with dreary. <laughs> yeah, I think I probably would have picked uh, Draco for this. Um, yeah, so um, instead of Uncle Johnny, the song is called Draco Malfoy. <laughs> and it's about, um, so Harry and Draco are like hooking up. But the only time Draco like wants to is when he's like out of his mind, like high or drunk. And he's like, and Harry obviously can see that Draco has a, a problem and an addiction, but it's also like the only time that they get to be together. And Harry is obviously also singing about himself being addicted to like, do like doing whatever he it is he's doing with Draco and this feeling that he gets from Draco and he's like I know that this relationship isn't healthy and then at the end we get um a choir singing um you know there's like those like people those voices sing at the yeah. end of the song that's like Hermione and Ron being like hey you good buddy so uh, we'll, we'll we'll do some lyrics um um Draco Malfoy did cocaine is also the title of what this would be if it was a fan fiction. It would be called Draco Malfoy did cocaine. Um, he convinced himself it's right in the brain that it helps to take the pain away. Draco Malfoy. Hey, uh, hey, um, hey, Draco. Hey, Malfoy. Hey, what a, do you say, Malfoy? And then Malfoy's like, I want to go out tonight come a little closer in the city lights like he's like it's all of this like seduction that harry like keeps falling for and like the so so superman hold on tight like all of this like very like draco like snarky but like he's charismatic and harry like can't resist it so harry like thinks he's speaking about draco's addiction he's speaking about his own um uh uh and then it's also like all of this, these words that are like being used are all very like <laughs> sexual too. 
like this whole like in the song like it's literally like using words that are associated with sex to like get the feeling of the pull of like addiction and so I thought it was interesting and then so then we've got our little choral people being like tell us what's going on feels like everything's wrong and then you have Draco being like hey what do you say Harry um and then you've got like Ron and Hermione being like if the future's real like like you've got to look past this moment whatever is happening but then the song kind of like hey what do you say Harry when everybody else refrained um I'm with Draco Malfoy doing (laughs) cocaine oh Harry (laughs) I know oh no actually I have um when everyone else ran away I'm with Draco Malfoy doing cocaine yikes that's dark. That's almost dark. Yeah. George. I think it has a happy ending. Is that a happy ending? Yeah, not the song, but the I think in this fan fiction, there's a happy ending where Draco gets help, and then they they spend a year apart where Draco's um, in recovery, and then he comes back to Harry, a sober man, and they get to be together. <laughs> That's how this fan fiction. That's later on. Yeah, well, like I said, they spend a year apart. <laughs> but then... Songs in between. Right, but then they get together and they're fine. Okay. All right, that's fine. But I did think you were saying the song ended on a happy note. I was like, not the way you just said it. <laughs> no, no, no. The song definitely ends with them doing cocaine and then having sex and then Harry feeling terrible about it the next day. Um... Well, the next song is a sexy song. It sure um, is. Um, which, as you know, at this point, I've locked myself into the Weasleys, a notoriously sexy family. <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> but there are, there is a Weasley that lives at the beach. That's all well, I'm going to say. Well, I chose... Originally, I chose Bill and Fleur for this song. Yeah. I'm all on board with it, except for there's, like, one line where it's, like, um, it says, like, I don't really like you. Yeah, that that's, I had Bill and Fleur until that line, too. And so I did have a subcategory of Ron and Lavender, because, you know, they're pretty hot and heavy. <laughs> Ron and Lavender having sex on the beach. But I felt like icky about that. So I went back to Bill and Fleur and I was just Oh, I see. Maybe it's kind of like a a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Especially because of like um, Fleur, you know, Fleur can turn on the Vila thing if she wants to. And Bill being like, well, you know, I don't really like you. You're just kind of like making me. Um, but yes, yeah, so as you said, it's at the beach. Um, a cinematic vision ensued, like the holiest stream. It's just like very sexy. Um, yeah, like, first of all, yeah, I mean, when I get to mind, I'll speak about how I feel about bone to bone. Yeah, okay. Um, well, so it comes calling to save me from this fight, but they never wrong this right. So like... Obviously, there is like a war going on, but somehow yeah. they do have a baby like shortly thereafter. <laughs> so 
somehow we're not quite sure what transpired on that beach um but I do think that this takes place also like like when they first get together yeah of course of course and then they built a house on the beach where they did this exactly and yeah, I could just see like flirting in the water like don't you want to swim with me don't you want to feel my skin on your skin it's a late night yeah um the never had a lover um I I that's where I was like tagging back in Ron and Lavender because I was like okay like never had a lover blah 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 never had soul um but I just for any couple but for mine Bill and Fleur it's like never had a lover like you kind of because I both think they've uh yeah they're they're not going they're not virginal on their wedding day for sure um but yeah so I was just like I think that they're the most like sex I know you don't think you think they're kind of bland as a couple but I think they could be very sexy I think they're like sexy I just like I think they're just very like vanilla so that's not a bad thing I just for me I kind of disagreed with that and then like the other like layer is also like after Bill comes becomes like a little bit werewolf, it gets a little yeah scary. yeah yeah. So like I could definitely read a fan fiction like that incorporates his like dark side and her dark side that could convince me otherwise. But mostly, I think I just think of them as like Auntie Fleur and Uncle Bill. So like I'm not like and not in like a sexy way. I don't know why. Like I find like Lupin in um. And uh, Tonks hot, even though, yeah. like, they're in that same age range. I don't know why. Um, like, older. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know why it's, like, what it is with Bill and Fleur. They just feel. It's, like, how Fleur acts, like, but right before the wedding. That's not, like, very sexy. But I think for the most part, especially, like, when she's first introduced in the fourth one like I think she's definitely described as like I mean don't get me wrong I ship them till the end of time I will not be entertaining any other relationships with them no I don't even mean that I just mean like I think how she's depicted is like tamed down in the yeah seventh one yeah that's true I'm on a mission to find the sex between Fleur and Bill this this convinced me a little bit I'm really into her like in the water being like I honestly would read a um a fan fiction where she seduces him like where she where she's like uh where they're at work or something like that and his boss assigns him to um help her with her English and he's like I don't like you like you're like this I'm like this rock and roll like low maintenance dude like I'm a Weasley and you're this like high maintenance Pris like I've never dated girls like you. I'm not interested yeah. in you. And she's like, well, why don't you get in the water? Right. <laughs> I feel like there needs to be like a Twilight thing where her like powers don't work on him. Like she can't turn on the charm for him. Yeah. See, we did it. And now I'm into it. And I think it's cute and sexy. Um, all right. Well, who who do you have? Um... Well, I actually, now that I wrote that little fan fiction, I kind of like it for Bill and Fleur. But I do feel very um, strongly that since this is called Bones, that it'd be about two men, specifically 
because of or not two men but like two people with penises just because boners yeah okay because of the line bone do you want to be bones to bones yeah we, we all have bones I don't think that's the bones I don't think that's what it's trying to say though I don't know I'm calling bisexual Brandon Flowers on this one <laughs> um and so I obviously I don't I I I don't necessarily believe that that's what it's saying. I just, when I heard bones to bones, I was like, You're like I'm a 12 year old with a boner. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, this is my Dumbledore Grindelwald song. Oh shit. That yeah. Turned me around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually, I was like, how did Molly not do this? But then you did your Weasley theme. I know, but, I gave up on them for this one. But I think it's, like, Dumbledore is, like, getting to the point where he sees that Grindelwald's, like, mentality is not good. And he's, like, I'm kind of in this too far. And they're, they've been fighting about it recently. And then I think Dumbledore is, like, well, I don't like you. And Grindelwald's, like, I... <laughs> I don't think that's true. (laughs) And then we've got this seduction that happens. And this just felt very like this whole song felt very like young love. And like, it felt very like devious, but also like when I picture like Dumbledore and Grindelwald, sometimes I picture like really dark and like other times I think there had to be like these really lovely moments of Dumbledore just like escaping his like child, you know, this on vacation from Hogwarts and like going to the beach with um, with Grindelwald. And so this was their first time or whatever for me, this song. Oh, the first time. Well, yeah, because it has that line. Which line? The first line, the first time line. Never had a lover. Yeah. I I think if I hadn't done Weasley, so I would have done this as a dreary song. Yeah, but I just did dreary, so I didn't want to do them again. I also don't know. Like, I, I feel like this would be, like, a really bold Draco. Because there's no way Harry can do this seduction. So it would have to be, like, a Draco that, like, I could see if we wanted to connect them. This is when Draco, like, comes back and he's sober. Like, that Draco with therapy can go on the beach and be, like, Harry... I'm new now. Let's do this. But I feel like any kind of like depressed Draco or whatever has his like guards up. Like he's not. Yeah. For like, me, Grindelwald can be this vulnerable because he's using it as a manipulation, you know, and he's confident. Like Draco doesn't have that unless he's trying to manipulate Harry to use him. But I wouldn't want to use Jerry like that. <laughs> I I think I put it in the same category as August for folklore and that it's 
they're like sneaking around and stuff so like I think mm-hmm. this is a more evolved Draco not, yeah but like um yeah it's like this is it's what well, one it is happening like in secret kind of and that, yeah um it we're being naughty we're being naughty which yeah. like August isn't but if you recall August was part of a longer story oh yes affairs and so forth so, yes um I still think about that when I listen to that song or that album um okay so where are we oh my list another like we got a couple love songs in here I know I also um read the um read like what the original meaning of this song is and it's about his wife who was suffering from like PTSD and so in like him being like I will always love you and I want you to know and remember that I'm always there for you and like her PTSD is a result of like childhood abuse so a lot of the things that he's talking about is being like I know that you haven't experienced like the right kind of love before but just know that I love you and I love you the right way yeah he talked about this too like on a later album because I think they got (laughs) separated for a little while and then they ended up moving out of uh Las Vegas to Utah or vice versa they were in Utah and then they moved back to Las Vegas and it was also like she had been dealing with some like mental health stuff and um he talked about it on the song exploder thing um but I love Brandon Flowers and his wife and I ship them (laughs) (laughs) um well so I had to give this up to the OG Mama and Papa Weasley. Mama and Papa Weasley. It's like mostly Arthur singing to Molly, just being like, you were always the one, like you were always the one I had my eye on. Like, and they're like, you know, youthful, like Hogwarts sweethearts. Um, That's cute. It's like very sweet. Um, Like, he's just like, I just want to like always show you that I love you and like I will do anything for you because you're you're on my list <laughs> it's just like sweet. it's sweet okay I want somebody to sing this <laughs> and I feel like she's like being like oh you don't mean that and he's like no like you should have known by now that you were on my list like this is also like when they're young like after 25 years do 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 um and he's just like give me a chance basically and spoiler alert she does <laughs> and they lived happily ever after they sure did uh, oh and then i have no more sad songs except for maybe some <laughs> um my list um for me this was tonks to lupin after like Sirius's death and like when they get back together I think she's like or I think when she's finally had enough of like moping around like when she like confronts him she's like look um you're hurting and I'm hurting but I love you and you can't run away from me anymore so you're gonna sit here and you're gonna let me love you and you're gonna be on my list and you know, you pretend that you're not. 
yeah, even if you pretend that you're not, I'm always just going to be here loving you. And then I think she's going to speak the unknown or the unspoken before. And she's going to be like, I'm not asking you to like give up on the ghost, which like he says, don't give up on the ghost, just clench your fist. Like she's like, I'm not asking you to give up like whatever relationship you had with Sirius. Like I, I don't want to, I don't care that you still like carry that for him. Like you don't have to give up your ghost. Like that's a part of you. And I love all of you. And um, um, let me show you. You have to let me show you that I care. And he does. He does. Spoiler. Ever after. And we won't take any other. uh... Spoiler alert. He does. And then they live happily ever after. And nothing else happens ever. Uh, And. Um, so there's one character that I thought wouldn't make it in to the album, one Weasley, but I was getting, towards, I was getting towards the end of the album and I was like, I guess there's not gonna be a Percy song. Oh, well. And then, uh, this river is wild came on and I was like, you know, I think I can make this work. Um, and so. This is Percy dealing with his shit before he decides to come back to the fam because he's like, someone's like, you better run for the hills before they burn. Like, listen to the sound of the world. Don't watch it turn. I want to show you what I know and catch you when the current lets you go. So like, he's like, and the part where it says, um, um, but it's a long, long way down, like, he's put himself up, you know, on this like pedestal with the ministry and it is a long, long way down to- That's a lot of humble pie to eat, buddy. a lot of groveling that he's like contemplating at this Uh moment. Um, And he's like, um, like, or should I get along with myself? Like, um, I never did get along with everybody else. Like I've been trying hard to do what's right. Like what I think is right. But Mm -hmm. you know, I could just stay here all night. Like it's easier for me to now stay where I am than to come back um, and watch clouds fall from the sky. Like basically like watch you all, you know, die in this war. Yeah. Um, And like this journey I'm on is wild. It's like not obviously what I expected. And right. like running for the hills before they burn, listen to the sound of the world, don't watch it turn. Like, I don't want to see like what's about to happen. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it's like, sometimes I'm nervous when I talk. Sometimes I'm nervous. I hate the line I walk, like going back. It's like, you know, I'm nervous. um, And I want to show you now what I, what I know to be true and that you guys. Um, And then um, the river is wild. Godspeed, your boy. (laughs) this river is wild um so um um, no I love that yeah yeah the the main thing the line that really sealed it for me was or should I get along with myself I never did get along with everybody else yeah no that's perfect for Percy right um and but there's something pulling me the circus and the crew while they're just passing through making sure the Mary still goes round, but it's a long, long way down. So like the, 
ministry is going to be like the circus that it is. And right. It's going to be my, a long way down. My desperation for uh, improvement is uh, looming because I'm a Slytherin, but I will eat my humble pie and sacrifice my own ambition to do what's right, Percy. Yeah, well, he does say the pain is hell in me tonight. So <laughs> he's he's realizing it, but it's he's struggling. It's, it, it's struggling. He has doubt. <laughs> so my um uh River is Wild is about single parent Draco again. My favorite trope. <laughs> but I'm doing it in canon. So this is like after Astoria has died and he's like, well, the easiest way for me to do this is basically I could turn into my dad. And because I think they're like him and Scorpius have been like, they just had a fight. And I think Draco turned into someone that like you didn't want to, AKA Lucius. And so I think part of the song is him talking to himself. Like it would be so easy for me to fall into this pattern and let this be the way that I parent my son. Like it would be easier, but he's like, I'm going to make the choice to try and be better, but I don't know how to do that. So it's not going to be an easy road. It's going to be a terrible road and it's going to be hard and I'm not going to like him and I'm not going to like myself. Like when he says like, I've never, the, the, the friends line for me is like, I was never good at making friends. Like I wouldn't even be friends with myself kind of thing. Like he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to be a parent. He can't even talk to normal people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I think some of it is, like, to himself, but some of it is also to Scorpius, like, um, Godspeed to you, boy, like, uh, I'm not your, per- I'm, I'm not the perfect parent, but I'm the perfect, I'm the parent that you got, and I'm gonna try my best, <laughs> but you're gonna have to go on this wild river with me. Wild. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy Draco. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this is brand new information. Why do I keep counting? Um, I said Harry in four. Oh, sad. Mine's sad. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. What a journey. What a wild ride. What a wild <laughs> river. <laughs> I was like, I forgot what it was about. <laughs> I said, this is Harry in four um, when his parents come down. So he's just seen, um, he's just seen Cedric die and the wands are connected and his parents are there. And he's like, but why do I keep living? If this is, if this is my destiny, like, just tell me what I'm supposed to do because I obviously don't have a life that is worth living. So tell me when I get to stop counting. Um, which is sad. That's very sad. Could also be a stone moment. Yeah. Resurrection stone. Yeah, I don't know. I felt like I've thought about it as a, but I think it's because at the resurrection stone, he's resigned to death. Like he knows 
and this is asking when so like in a different world when this this song probably reprises itself in the musical at that moment like when he's with the stone because now he has the time he has stopped counting yeah he opened at the close but this was just the beginning (laughs) he's like what am I fighting for yeah right um so this is my part three for George and actually it I took it a much more hopeful way and for this journey that George has been on so George has basically been like suicidal per the first song and then second song is like on a bender like you know Mm -hmm. Uncle Johnny's out um and in this song he's like um oh, these years like have been so trying. I don't know if I can use them. Am I strong enough to be the one? Um, will I live to have some children? Um, oh. Like help, like he's asking finally yeah. for help. Um, yeah. Like um, if only I knew the answer and if all our days are numbered, then why do I keep counting? Basically like I'm not going to keep counting down the days till my death. I'm going to live my life. Um, oh, that's awesome. Oh, if- <laughs> And I'm not going to count down the days since like Fred died. I, like I'm going, I'm going to move on basically. He's moving on. Oh. The trouble in my head won't let me forget. I took one last look around. So many unusual sounds. I got to get my feet on the ground. So he's like, I'm not going to forget, you know, obviously, but I need to move. I need to move on. I need to move on. Um and it, he's just helping. He's asking, you know, how do I, how do I sober up? How do I get off this cocaine, guys? You know. Oh, I love it. I love that. You didn't tell me that your three-parter had a happy ending. I kind of forgot because I did this like a week ago. Um, and then the last part is like, if only I knew the answer. If I change my way of living, and if I, if I pave my streets with good times, will the mountain keep on giving? So I think he's like basically like asking if he can be happy, like yeah, Fred, and if that's like, is that going to be bad? Basically, to be happy. Um, so yeah, I when I looked at the song title, I was like, why do I keep counting? I was like, oh no. But then I I could kind of remember that it it was a hopeful. Uh, yeah I love that so a real journey for the Weasley family but how did you um end it with your ex extralude or however you say it so it has nothing to do with interludes like let me just say that it has nothing to do with it it's not the same meeting for me and this also has nothing to do with JK Rowling so this she's dead to me she's not in the song she doesn't get to sing. But this for me felt like when I was done reading the Harry Potter books and when I was finished watching the movies, you know, like, uh, I hope, we hope that you enjoyed your stay. Like, thank you for like living in this world with us. It's like all the characters singing. And thank you for like being here and like, just know that like on the other side, there's there's still a whole world out there that has nothing to do with Harry Potter and the sun shines and there's heaven. But we were so glad to have you and um, come back if you want to. We'll always be there. I love that. That's your epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The it, I just remembered what the interlude exit would remind me of. It reminds me of Rocky Horror what 
Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. But like you mean the, like floor show? Oh, you mean like the very last song where they're like crawling? Like what? What do you mean? Well, the beginning is kind of like let me tell you this story. Like oh, I see. And it is there's like this narrative part of like, and it's like you know it's a little spooky and stuff. So. Okay. I think it's a, I, mostly the beginning of Rocky Horror. Like I, I was just confused. I thought you were saying it reminds you of like the last song of Rocky. And I was like, what? No, not, not really the last song, more like the. Yeah, yeah. The book, the whole yeah. story. Well, that makes sense. And the, like, the spookiness. It is very spooky. It sounds so spooky. Wow. What a ride, y'all. What a ride. So catch us next week with Battleborn. We're not at Battleborn yet. Ugh, I just want to do Battleborn. Um, the next album is like one of like probably the album I've listened to. The most? Really? I think so. Cause I had it on CD. See, I have Battleborn on CD and Hot Fuss, I think. I my I think my sister had Hot Fuss, so I would listen to it a lot, but like it was technically her CD. Um but um yeah, I used to listen to like Human and Spaceman like all the time. Day and age. It's I mean we could do we can go down the list. Like <laughs> I don't care. What to do? Oh, I do. I just thought I, I wasn't sure if you were being serious about it. So I just want to make sure that we do eventually do Battleborn. Because that's unfortunately... Skip that one. Huh? <laughs> so we'll skip that one. No. Um, are we human? Or are we dancers? I have listened to that song probably so many times. And I like did a project in high school where I like redid the album cover of Day oh. For like a graphic design class. Like it was, it was hot on the mind then, because <laughs> um, it came out when we were like in high school. Yeah, and in my like heavier uh, CD listening days. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's so many good ones on here. I'm just looking at the track list right now. We got Human, we got Spaceman, we got the World Where We Live In. Oh yeah, that is a great song That's about what I said. Ah, uh, some good ones. I also had Sawdust, but not my fave. We can skip that one. It's the B-sides. Um, okay. Well, so we are going to come back to Killers. I don't know when, because we are going to start getting back into you. Uh, mm-hmm. Series 2. So um, we'll put it on the, on the back burner. On the back burner. <laughs> I know I that just went into my head too and I was like wait what's the rest of that lyric <laughs> yeah I don't I still can't <laughs> um so yeah I hope you get back into our um our uh wow I can't speak um <laughs> our series on mapping the marauders where we're writing a real tv show like yeah. about them um so until then though please stay magical charmed i'm sure mischief managed bum 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 bum